Okay, it's going again now. Got you it. ready to roll? Ready. All right. Welcome to another exciting episode of Colts and Cocktails. This week we are on location in Lenexa at the home of my co-host, Mr. Nick Barkman. Nick, how are you doing this evening? Uh, half in a bag. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Did you have? Did you go to happy hour this evening? I did. I did. I uh, went to one of the fine establishments uh, here in Lenexa. Well, actually not in Lenexa. Overland Park. A, uh, a place called McGuire's. It's like an STI is a bar. Fantastic. Well, the name of the podcast is Colts and Cocktails, so I suppose we should get right to it. What is this cocktail that we're drinking, Nick, this evening? I don't even remember. Uh, well, this is a delicious cocktail uh, crafted by Matthews Bar. Uh, That's right. The, uh, it's a take on the Kansas City's own horse feather, uh, which we have labeled the Ritz Strike Feather. That's right, yeah. The Rich Strike Mule, I think, would there you be go. better. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's actually a much better name. <laughs> Rich Mule. Damn it. <laughs> I should be better at this. Especially uh, how I berated my kids last week for uh, wanting to pick Rich Strike in the, in the Travers. Uh, they were a lot more informed about horse racing than I am. Well, that's all right. That's all right. We can, we can teach you a thing or two, maybe, uh, this week. Uh, this week, we're going to look at about four different races over the weekend. Um, but there's all kinds of stuff going on here in uh, in the great state of Kansas. Obviously, football, college football starts up this weekend, and today, sports betting went live. Did you place any live sports bets today, Nick? Uh, no, I have never been in a position where I wanted to just drop money down my toilet. So, no, I did not. You no, you I'm have just, I don't know enough about any of these things uh, to ever bet on them. I'm the worst. I'm the worst co-host for a show like this. That's why we need to start the Nick Barkman betting challenge and have you pick games. I really should <laughs> like that. Like that would be an amazing thing because I'd be like that chicken that wins tic tac toe. All right. After we go over the horses, we are going to go down through the big football games this week, and we will have you pick them uh, against the spread. That's uh, yeah. Uh, beat Barkman. Is that the uh, is that like the big game that you bet on earlier? The big the big Central Michigan v O S U game. I told you that was a free roll. I had to bet on a college football game. That's the one that I chose. They're not doing too well. So surprise, College Game Day wasn't present. College Game Day is at University of Pittsburgh tonight. West Virginia playing at Pittsburgh. I happen wow. to know some people that are at the I game. I fell asleep when you told me that. Yeah, it's uh, that game. I checked. It was ten to ten and a half. I haven't looked since. I'm not. Again, I'm more of an NFL guy, not a big uh, college football guy. So, um, there be some really big kicks in that uh, game. (laughs) No doubt. What's the uh, What's the uh, West Virginia Mountaineers? I suppose that guy's there with his long rifle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, There are going to be three things at every Mountaineers game. There's going to be the guy with the long rifle. Uh, there's going to be a guy who's never hugged his children, and there's going to be some guy uh, on meth. <laughs> Those are three staples of every West Virginia Mountaineers game. Hey, Nick, I got to cut you off there real quick. I just pulled up the score of the Oklahoma State Central Michigan game that you're giving me such a hard time about. 
Three minutes left. Oklahoma State has the ball, only up 14 points. Wow. That's really going to be something for their fan to enjoy. <laughs> We're, I'm going to keep I'm going to keep this up on my phone while we go through this. So let's go through a couple of these horse races uh, real quick here. Um, let's go. Let's start with Saratoga 10 on Saturday. It's a Grade Two stakes going 11 furlongs on the turf for mares four years and up. It's the Flower Bowl stakes, and it looks like it's warlike goddesses race to lose. Eight for ten lifetime, three for four, going 11 furlongs. William Mott trained, has been a favorite the last six races. Uh, Joel Rosario's ridden the last two. He stays in the irons today. Nick, why don't you look and see if there's another horse that you like based on name alone? Yeah, because this is a lot like me explaining Mike Tyson's punch out to my grandparents. Um, I don't know. We got Capital Structure, Marvelous Mod. I'm. I'm leaning toward that only because B. Arthur was mod, uh, and I'm a big B. Arthur fan. Temple City Terror. These like these are not as fun names as I would like them to be, but I'm going to go Marvelous Mod. Okay, let's I take like a, the alliteration. Let's take a look at Marvelous Mod. Um, morning line twenty to one, and going to be coming late. Mm. Has not run eleven furlongs on the turf, but uh, well, winner of two straight. Ooh. Oh no, switched. Switched. Irad was in the mount. He's not on Saturday. It's Manny Franco, but it is a Chad Brown horse. Not not a bad horse, but this is going to be a long shot obviously. 20 to 1. Maybe clunk up underneath, I think. I can't make I don't know if I can make a case for a Marvelous Mod to beat Warlike Goddess, but uh, let's just say we're going to include underneath. This is really fun watching you do this because didn't you uh, didn't you like place in a tournament for this recently so in uh yes in january i went to uh last october i qualified for the uh, national handicapping in the nhc tournament um that was in las vegas in january where i think i finished like 116th or 119th one of the one of those six or nine i can't remember and uh so i didn't make the uh the semifinals, but uh it wasn't too bad for my first time out. I was uh, obviously hadn't been doing it very long, and uh, that's great. But yes, yeah, it's, it's uh, a fun, fun time, and obviously my kids, as you've heard uh, on a couple of the episodes, they've kind of gotten into it a little bit. They think they know more than they do, obviously, but don't tell them that. So <laughs> let's move right along to. Oh, hey, by the way, Central Michigan has the ball. Just saying. Mm. Saratoga. Grit. Race uh, race 11. This is a grade one, the Jockey Club Gold Cup Stakes. Uh, this should be a fun one. Favorite is Olympiad, a very tough horse, but has not run 10 furlongs. Um, Seems to be like a Greek theme going through these. You got uh, Warrior Goddess and Olympiad at the top. Oh, Olympiad is tough. Look at Olympiad's stats right there. If I knew what any of this meant, I would be very impressed. So right here, all these... Mm-hmm. He was the uh, post-time favorite in every single one of those races. Oh, wow. So okay. every time he's been the post-time favorite, he's struck every single time in the last, what is that? How many races is that showing? One, two, three. One. So last eight races, six time he was the post-time favorite, one in all six of those. So this will be one where you want to watch the uh, the tote board a little bit and see if that tells you anything. I'll tell you the horse that I'm kinda, I am kind of like here. Yeah. American Revolution. 
Joel Rosario up in the uh, uh, up in the mount there. Uh, Todd Pletcher trained. This is a, I, I followed this horse for a while. It's uh, five for nine lifetime, and as you can see right here, that's uh, a good work. Like, I can literally see the Gadsden flags uh, owned by the owner of that horse right now. <laughs> Just a truck with Gadsden flags waving on all four quarters of the bed. CHC Inc. and Windstar Farm owners. So, as far as this right here is, first captain, this is basically pedigree. This horse is going to really loves this distance. And he kind of towers above the field as far as the, the pedigree goes. Another horse that I kind of like uh, underneath, long shot, that's been around for a bit is this Chess Chief for uh, out of the Dallas Stewart Barn. Hey, you know I like the alliteration. Yeah. And this is a really good field. So this ranking right here is out of 100. So this is the ranking of the field. Yeah, it's a, it's a, tough, it's a tough field. So as an idiot, tell me, jockey, does that make any difference at all? Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. Definitely. Jockey, okay, right here. I will so see them gonna, interviewed because obviously, you know, trying to interview the actual combatant is not And then, feasible. And then right here, what we're going to look at is, uh, like what I said uh, on American Revolution, Joel Rosario. He's also in the past ridden the three and the one, but hmm. today he's riding here. Now, uh, there's several different things you can look at and read into that, but, I mean, I like to think that a jockey wants to win, so... He's going to try to get on the, the horse that uh, he feels has the best shot at winning in a spot like this. Now, this uh, dynamic one, this jockey right here, Irad Ortiz Jr., he is, uh, we're recording this on, what is this, Thursday evening? He was suspended this week for three days for aggressive riding. And uh, I don't know the details. He was Javier Castellano, Trevor McCarthy was only suspended two days, so he'll be back tomorrow. And then there's one other jockey. I can't think of him off the top of my head. But please, he, please explain to me what that means. Well, it, it's all kinds of things, you know, uh, cutting in front of people. I mean, I've seen Irad hit another jockey when they're on a horse. I mean, really? Oh, he's win at all costs. <laughs> they, don't just, they just don't call fouls. Like, they can't probably do that. It's a very short race. Well, yeah, so they can have, like, an inquiry. And then a lot of times they won't have, uh, which is basically where they call up to the stewards. They look at the deal. Most of the time they're not taking it down. Stewards are some kind of umpire, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Okay. And then hold all tickets. That's I'm where hold all tickets I'm, I'm comes from. I'm learning a lot is the deal. And, uh, and what they do is then they say everything is going to stay the same. And then later they'll suspend these guys for their aggressive riding. Sometimes they go... Uh, they can't go. They can only go to the whip so many times. Um, but you're not allowed to cut in front of other horses. Well, like, it depends. You got to stay in your path. So, like once you once you make the turn, like a lot of times, if you're in a path and you cut over and impede another horse from coming, yes, I mean that's uh, you know. But then the stewards kind of. I mean, I don't know what they do because most of the times they don't change it. I would totally use the crop. On other riders, like that would be a hundred percent my game. That, that that's right up Irad's, uh, right up his alley. Right. Oh, he does that all the time. No full contact horse racing. Okay. So, uh, I I don't even know where we stopped on this one, but I I think that uh, I think a warlike goddess Olympiad double, yeah, real just chalky. I don't, boy, beating the chalk in these two races looks tough. I like American Revolution though. I'm I mean I'm not going to. Uh, if I had to make a pick right now on this, uh, I'd, I'd pick Olympiad. Is there a horse just named Tax? Yeah. That's fantastic. Out of the Gargan Barn. All of that sounds great, too. Yeah, Danny Gargan Barn. Let's, let's look at this horse lifetime record. Five 
wins and 15 career starts. I mean, not terrible. Probably uh, looks like the toughest field. Uh, yeah. That horse is stepping way up in class. So you like Olympiad, and, and this is just based on stats, not... Yeah, I'm just looking at... So you're, uh, you're, not, you're not looking at, like, uh, different things like uh, what breed or anything like that. You're just looking... Purely at stats, I have no idea. So again, oh no, I'm looking at I'm looking at all of it, but I'll, I'll t- I will tell you one other thing because this is like a this is a pace projection right here. Right. So that's first or second call, and where the horses are going to be placed. This tax horse, it could be way out on the lead. I don't think that it can hold the lead. Nobody's you know if nobody goes and chases Olympiad, will just run him down late. And you can see Olympiad here in his previous races. He just sits right off the pace. And then right down the stretch just pounces. And he's got good form. And I don't know what happened here in this last one in the Whitney. I can't remember that. I didn't watch the replay yet. Didn't have anything down the stretch. So anyway, it looks like Saratoga to me, pretty chalky. Nick, what did you, you went to that happy hour this evening. What what did you have to drink at happy hour? Oh, I mean, again, I was at McGuire's. So, Bud Light? Uh, uh, no, classed it up a bit. It was Stella. Oh, okay. Uh, so yeah, like basically the British Bud Light, uh, and uh, but I will I, in in their defense, coldest beers in town. Really? Yeah, yeah. Actually, my buddy got uh, for his last two drinks, he got a rose no cherry blossom lime quirk. Okay, yeah. You know what? I I went to the Royals game uh, last week. That's where he said he started drinking them. Yeah. That I mean that was after the five minutes of me making fun of him for that order. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I I was just at Costco today, and I almost bought a case of them, twenty four for thirty bucks. Really? Yeah, I think that's about as. I mean, I think a four pack at your you know, local Ryman's is probably twelve bucks. I was actually okay. So in the line of whatever the hard seltzers are, I discovered this yesterday. I went. I was picking up stuff for the office, and I was slacking people and asking them, you know, hey, any special request and they said pick up something weird so i picked up sonic is apparently making hard seltzers i've had them okay like this is hilarious to me yeah uh because all i could think of was the snl jc Penney's hard seltzers <laughs> i like, forgot about that right, skit like everybody is into hard seltzers now and sonic's <laughs> like well guys we're missing out so here but here's my deal is wendy's the next and they're going to start making hard frosties. Oh, gross! Yeah, hey, you know what? I yeah, like said in the it was tubes. Weird. I've had boozy shakes before, and they're pretty damn good. The you're going to be disappointed by the uh, Sonic. Uh, and, well, I, no, I'm not going to be disappointed you're at not all because I am absolutely not drinking any. Yeah, no, that'd yeah, be that's that is, funny. No, that is never going to happen. Let me let me ask you: Have you had? You've obviously had a White Claw. Yes? Uh, but no, okay. I had a white claw, and the reason I had a white claw is because at the Lenexa Chili Challenge uh, last year, I ran out of seltzer uh, to mix with my vodka, and that was all that was left in the cooler okay. was white claw. So I did that. I'm not going to recommend it. Mixing uh, a white claw with vodka? Yeah, that's not, that's just a recipe for. No, it's a recipe for disaster. That's how I start. So when I, when April started drinking his seltzers, and we, you know, kind of test them out. That's because I was completely against them, and that's exactly what I would do. And I spent many hours asleep on the couch until about two in the morning. Yeah. After drinking, yeah. you know, vodka with hard seltzer. That's. I uh, I fell I fell asleep in a camping chair, yeah. at the chili cookoff. I did, I did. Um, that's so right outside of Jerry's bait shop. You've had the. Oh, 
So you've probably not had something called a neutral? N-U-T-R-L? That's another seltzer. I have no idea what this might be. Yeah, that's just another. I mean, that's like a vodka seltzer, like a high noon. Okay. I mean, those are marketed as vodka seltzers. I don't know what the difference is. I mean, like, they're saying that it has vodka in it. I. Okay, what what I would really like is this this is absolutely something that's going to happen. Mark my words. They're going to start having like they have the 0% alcohol Heinekens and mm-hmm. things like this. They're going to have hard seltzers, zero alcohol, and no one who buys them is going to notice the irony of what they're doing. <laughs> have that you is seen 100% going to happen? Have you seen like all the the mocktails? That people are like yeah, making and I, people I try, like, no. I'm trying to do like I'm trying to make more mocktails because we have uh, coworkers uh, who don't drink and you know like that's they shouldn't not have a good time with everybody and have somebody make drinks for them just because they don't drink alcohol. So I'm trying to make more mocktails, but I don't understand the point of buying them on purpose. Right? No, I don't. I, I uh, like at a store. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. You mentioned the Heineken uh, 0.0, whatever it is. Somebody gave me, and I didn't understand at the time. This was a couple summers ago at a golf outing. I said, oh, yeah, I've got these uh, Bud, I think it was like Budweiser 0 or Bud Select 0. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's a silver can, and it said 0 on it. I was like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll try it. Sure. I didn't, he didn't explain it to me. And, you know, afterwards, I had the beer breath. I had, had everything... But alcohol, that was what the zero was. I, I had, again, it's one of those, like, I find personal decision. And, look, if you know, if you've, if you've had a drinking problem but you still like the taste, totally understand. Right. That's, yep, absolutely. That's something that you should do and, and you know, good on you for, for getting over it. But to me, yeah, it's like decaf coffee. I don't, don't understand the point. Yeah. Like Caffeine-free Coca-Cola. Yeah, right? I honestly, and I will be honest with you, I don't understand the point of diet soda. Like that doesn't make any sense to me either. Like, what's the point? Right. I don't. You know. You know right. I, it tastes like absolute garbage, and uh, it's also not making you thin. But w- wait until you have uh, nitro brew Pepsi. <laughs> oh, you know what? It's funny because I said that. I saw the commercial for that, and I'm like, yes, that's the thing that I hate most about soda. It, like, I don't drink it uh, because I don't like the uh, carbonation. Like, it just makes me feel bloated. Is it like that? I, like, it doesn't look like it's carbonated. We're getting on a real, real <laughs> long rabbit trail here. But like, <laughs> All right, let's get back to the races. Sorry. Let's get back to the racing. Let's go. I derailed uh, you what, with the sonic let, seltzers. I, I didn't mind it one bit. Uh, the listeners might have. Let's get back here um, on track. There's two races at Del Mar, the first of which is nine furlongs on the turf for three-year-olds. It is the... No, this is not the one that I wanted to go over, is it? Is that the one? No, Matthew. You're wrong. You told me you had right here we uh, go. a horse in the Del Mar race that you really like. Yes, uh, the Pacific Classic Flight Line, the five... This horse is phenomenal. I did just show you a, a race replay. Um, there's a field of six here, and th- this horse is not going to get beat. The one uh, horse that uh, people are going to say uh, has a shot is this country grammar right here. Please tell me it's owned by Nelly. I really want this horse to be owned by Nelly. No, but maybe just as good because you will know this name, and you will have heard it. Trained by Bob Baffert. Heard of that name before? 
Who? Dude, you are really overestimating my knowledge of this entire thing, dude. I rode a horse twice. Like, that's as much as I know. I, I also, really did think yeah. that everybody had heard of Bob Baffert. Seriously. Uh, I heard a rich strike because I watched it this year. Oh, that's funny. Yep. And the, oh, no, and there was that one horse cigar. That's a while back, though. It, that is a while back. Yeah. I think there's a horse Secretariat? Race. I heard of that one. Yes. That's in the Hall of Fame for horses. <laughs> Heard is there a Hall of Fame for horses, and is it just for racing? They, like Mr. Ed isn't in that hall? I'll tell you what. Before, I will find that information now. I'm going to put that in the show notes, and I will look that up before the next. Okay. Uh, so, anyway, back to this race. Flightline, doing two things on Saturday that he's not done before. One, two turns. Second thing, ten furlongs. Just like I was telling my kids last week, that Ridge Strike didn't have a shot. Even though he got up for fourth, Flightline is not going to get beat. Flightline is going to take this race. Everybody else is running for second. If you want to put Country Grammar underneath, that's fine. I'm going to find somebody else here real quick. Now, what do you like about Flightline? Everything. Okay. Flightline is my son. And you said the uh, you said this horse doesn't run a lot. He is not. He's only run uh, four times. He's four for four. Okay. Damn. Um, it's good stats. Here, I'll tell you real quick. I mean, the morning line is one to five. Okay. He's run six furlongs twice, seven furlongs, and then eight furlongs at Belmont. I mean, uh, I can't think of who. There was a wise guy horse at, at that race at Belmont that everybody thought was going to beat uh, Flightline. Off the top of my head, I can't remember. But this horse this horse is not going to get beat. But who's, I will. Who's the, who's the LeBron of horse racing? And, and by that, I mean the horse that like fakes injury the most and complains to whatever the analog to referees is that you mentioned earlier. Fakes injury. Well, you mean like throws a shoe? Correct. Yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> we had a uh, we were playing the we were playing the Saratoga races today, and we had a pick three going, and, a, and one of our horses threw a shoe late and had to scratch from the race. <laughs> that's a true story. <laughs> that happened today. Wow. Express train. You guys want somebody? You guys want a horse underneath that you can throw in there? Eighteen career races, seven wins. Express train. Out of John Sheriff's barn, winner of three of the last four. That is the horse. It's got, and it's got. I'll tell you why I like it. It's got uh, good pedigree for this race. It's gonna, it's gonna love the distance. It's actually run four times at ten furlongs, and it hits a hit the board three times. So that is who I like underneath at a price twelve to one on the morning line. Let's move on because I could talk about flight line all night, but I don't want to do that because I'm gonna have to get off to bed here pretty soon. <laughs> Delmar race eleven. Hey man, I'm getting old. And by the way, I just wanted to, I just wanted to update you. Matlock's on here shortly. Uh, what man? There's a new uh, episode of Law and Order SVU starting in a couple <laughs> minutes. Race eleven, grade two, the Delmar handicap. This is also eleven furlongs on the turf for three year olds and up. I'm just going to quickly go through here. Master of Foxhounds. There's a good one for you. Tango, tango, tango. Also fun. I'll tell you, the the one that uh, I think people are going to flock to is the Tiz a Magician. And why is that? Because it's a Tiz horse. It's got Tiz in the name. Got it. Out of Tiz now. Uh, I mean, a couple of years ago, there was a horse named Tiz the Law. There's uh, You follow enough. Uh, there's a bunch of Tiz horses. It's just... Uh, Dude, you're shitting me. This is like a thing? 
Yeah, that, that's just okay. like it gives their, uh, you know, that's how they name them. Kind of, the, they'll take two of the from each of the bloodlines and mash the names together. Yeah, because this is out of Tis now, and the dam is Magic Union, so hmm. they came up with Tis a Magician. Did we ever just name a horse Dan? <laughs> like Bob. Like it's, you know, racing against Tis a Magician and Tango, 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 and Bob. Well, let's go see if we can find uh, on this race card your favorite uh, horse name. So here's race one. Okay. You see any good ones there? Uh, let me see. Oh, Disco Tribute. That's that's getting there. Uncle Wilbur. Uncle Wilbur. My man Bags. Like, I'm not even 100% sure where that's going, but I kind of like it. <laughs> there you go. Mamba okay. Cool. Mamba Cool. Hope that is owned by the estate of Kobe. There, Bud Knight. Bud Knight. The Bud Knight has shown up several times out west, and that's good. Like it's a, it's like a first and last name. It's like no, this is, this is Bud Knight. He actually has a, uh, timeshare business. All right, let's look at two more and see if we can't find a good one here. Along came Joan. Hey, fun money. There, Sue Generous. That sounds like a bad show on Hulu. I did. <laughs> I well okay so I asked you this earlier is there like is there a thing is there like an agency that names these no but they do have to get cleared yeah but like there has to be somebody who has seen this as an opportunity and been like well I'm gonna have like a horse naming agency that because they're gonna be like well I'm gonna put tiz at the front of it because then people will bet on it right yeah but somebody who's not from that line they wouldn't put that in the front of it. they wouldn't put that in there Oh, they wouldn't. No, oh, okay. I mean, that, and I, I thought that was just a gimmick. No, <laughs> gimmicky horse names. <laughs> gimmicky horse names sounds like a band that performed at the Granada. I, no one has mentioned the Granada to me in several years. Yeah, that's funny. Till tonight. That's right. Oh, there's no good ones in there. Arbignac. I know that horse. Who's a Bob Baffert again? Oh, that's I'm a Bob, that's show you, a Bob gonna, that's a Bob Baffert horse. I'm, I'm going to show you a picture of Bob Baffert after we get done with this. You're going to go, oh, oh yeah, that's who it right. is. Right, and here's what I'm imagining. <laughs> it's an old white guy in like a plaid fedora. With like, silver hair and uh, yep. purple tinted glasses. 100%. Like, yeah. That's exactly who I imagined in my head. Yeah, well, then you do yeah. know who it is. I mean, so. <laughs> no, I just know it's horse racing, so that's 100% the guy. <laughs> it's a guy who wears suspenders year-round. Who did we? Pick, who did I even pick in this eleventh race? Every guy going, in a linen going back suit to, uh, ever owns a horse. Going back to this eleventh race, who did I even pick? Oh, the eleventh race. I don't know. The listeners want to know. I know. I'll tell you what. I like this uh, tango, tango, tango at a price. No, I like um, masterpiece. Oh, that's good. Because they made it into two words, so that's clever. Yep, masterpiece. So five nine. Yeah, how about we toss the one in there? Little exacta box. 159 Exacta Box and Del Mar 11 on Saturday. So those are the four races that we're going to go over. Again, for everybody listening out there, you can get my analysis on every day of the Saratoga meet. That's going to go through Monday at www.hammersheet.com. You can sign up and get it in your inbox conveniently. It won't ramble as much as this podcast has. (laughs) You can get all my picks by coming to my house and talking to me. I'm going to make you... Oh, wait. Though We had one last part we were going to do at the end here. Oh, yeah? We did. All right. It's time for a new segment. Beat Parkman. College football picks. Week one, Nick. I'm going to make you pick... What did I say? Top 25. Top 25. Okay. All right. Friday, tomorrow, today, maybe for the listeners. 
yesterday, maybe. Time is a flat circle. Michigan State hosting Western Michigan. Michigan State is a 21-point favorite. Cover. Okay. Saturday, Michigan hosting Colorado State. Michigan, 30.5. Cover. NC State at East Carolina. (sighs) NC State is only 11.5-point favorite. Ooh. Yeah, no, I get no. I'm I'm gonna do an upset on that. Like, yeah, that's Eastern Carolina. All right, now here's a big one. Number three, Georgia, versus number eleven, Oregon, in Atlanta. The Chick Fil A kickoff. Georgia is a seventeen point favorite. I don't know, man. Like Oregon always fields a good team, but they're not. Yeah, I guess they are in Georgia. Uh, yeah, if I get cover. Okay. Oklahoma at home hosting UTEP, 30 points. Cover. Let's see, Arkansas. Although it would make me very happy to see UTEP win that game. <laughs> Just wait until the Jayhawks beat Texas again this year. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my um, God. We'll get another Texas coach fired. <laughs> That's the best part. Like, we've literally gotten coaches fired because we're so bad. Yeah. <laughs> they just extended our coach a year, by the way. Yeah, why not? Yeah, no, that's the, yeah. we have him through 2027 now. Yeah, and we, we'll be paying just him. Oh, like, hey, oh, what year. a bargain! Yeah, we won't yeah. have to pay four or five other coaches. Um, Arkansas laying six and a half against Cincinnati. Eey. Cincinnati's going to be coming to the Big Twelve. I know, so that's why I'm betting on Cincinnati. There for you this go. One. Got to represent. All right. Hell yeah, Houston, another team that's coming at UTSA. Only a four-point favorite. Yikes. I I mean, I have to homer that one and go Houston, but, like, they're playing what? Yeah. That was just an acronym for University of Texas San Antonio is probably oh, what I, I think it. that okay. is, yes. But, yeah, they're they're only uh, – that's on the road. Sorry so. to any listeners that went to that school or go there currently. All right, let's, let's pick – I'm going to cherry pick a couple others here that are – okay, Wisconsin. Nope, there's no line on that game. Um, oh, yeah, here's the big one. Um, Ohio State. Okay. In Columbus. Okay. Hosting Notre Dame. <laughs> okay. Oh, number two, hosting number five, Ohio State is a 17-point favorite. Ooh, bold. I mean, I hate to argue with Vegas, but... Yeesh. Yeah, my uncle would eat my lunch for this, but yeah, I'm going to go cover. <laughs> All right. So that's been your first installment of Nick's Picks. I can't wait to go back on uh, Sunday and uh, text you. be amazing. You. Yeah, we should have bet all these. You're making fun of me for all this. Uh, oh, yes, that's great. Here's what here's what we should do. That We should make this interesting. Now that we have sports betting legal here, we should bet on all of my ridiculous, dumb picks. All right, next week, um, I'll, I'll put it together. We'll do, uh, um, we'll do some kind of parlay. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Like I've like I know people that would be like, well, I don't know because like some obscure player I've never heard of from that school with an acronym like uh, pulled a hammy last week, and I'm like, I don't like I don't know how you have headspace for that. No, yeah, that <laughs> this is definitely going to happen. Yep, Nick's picks is going to be a, another segment uh, after uh, Beat Barkman. Yeah. So Nick's well, next picks we- and Beat Barkman. I love that we have two names for this thing, and one of them. Is people hitting me? That's great. <laughs> okay. On that note, I think. And by the way, next week we'll have uh, NFL. Next week we've got yes, N- sir. Yes, NFL to go over. So yes, sir. 
on that note, Nick, appreciate Sorry. it. Thank, Thank you, you for being on the show. Uh, great cocktails, as usual. Um, I think you're going to be responsible for the uh, next week's uh, cocktail recipe. Oh, next week! Next week is going to be something special and weird with an H. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Until then, best of luck. Thank you.